the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is Pastor Joe Sutton. Uh, good to be back with you again on Saturday afternoon. Glad you enjoyed my, my, uh, my younger prototype last week as uh, he came in to fill in for me. Uh, you know, uh, well, he majored in communication in college, so I got to get my money's worth out of him. So he got to come. He got <laughs> to come in. And hopefully, hopefully, he'll take this show over one day. But uh, I just wanted to remind you guys about our. If you know, if you're in North Minneapolis or anywhere there, about our summer program. It starts Monday, uh, where we take uh, you know young people, 13 and under, through a nice, good leadership course and, and a refresher in academics. And uh, it's it's, it's a, just a powerful program. We've been doing it for 15 years. Have some great graduates that have gone on to do some great things, and even running businesses and nonprofits. And and I we would like for your child to be a part of that. Uh, if you just have a heart for supporting urban ministry, uh, just go to our website three deepleadership dot com. That's th- the number three deepleadership dot com. And uh, look at what we do, and and uh, and go ahead and. Hit that donate button. We'd much, be much appreciative of it as we want to just curtail the cost and try to keep it minimum for families uh, who, who don't know the Lord. And we just try to expose as many kids to the Lord Jesus Christ as we can. Uh, we also have our summer track team uh, that we run that you know keeps kids busy and tired and tongues hanging out. And <laughs> So you can do that as we get ready to make our march. Our state meet is, uh, is today. We'll be in Lakeville North. Uh, running running our first big meet. Uh, you want to come out to Lakeville North and see us on Sunday uh, after church, because I'll be there after church. <laughs> uh, you get to come and watch us run finals and and, uh, and cheer us on. Uh, today, I have a, a, a friend, a, a confidant, a mentor, a brother in Christ, uh, Brad Peglo with me. Uh, he was my associate pastor, my right-hand man, really just my like my co-pastor. And, uh, you know, he's... Uh, God has just touched his heart to do a lot of different things. He ran a ministry for men in, uh, in, in, in Minneapolis uh, that just changed a lot of lives and brought a lot of healing to men. And uh, he since moved on to Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. You know, he's yep. <laughs> <laughs> where God took him down there and retooled him. He took the man who didn't know a Phillips screwdriver from a number nine flathead and turned him into a construction professional. <laughs> uh, so uh, he, as you can tell, he's my boy. We love to laugh together. Uh, we got his two sons, two of his three sons in the studio with us. Uh, they're observing and munching on the popcorn. And uh, But uh, Brad, 
uh, you gave us a good word Tuesday night, you know, and, and talking about, about, about waiting, you know what I mean? And what it means to wait. And it, it really touched my soul because it makes me think about the times, you know, I've had to wait and, and uh, I've had to focus on not trying to be um, a body of Christ superstar, you know, mm-hmm. but to settle down yeah. and take care of my family, take care of my first ministry and create a legacy and 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 uh, basically allow the vision yeah. that God has given us yeah. to not die with us, right? But to be lived through for another generation. So I would love for you to just to reshare, reiterate yeah. uh, that word, and uh, and we could talk about waiting. So today we're talking about waiting. Absolutely. Well, just to give you all a little background, uh, a little over seven years ago. Uh, my wife and I got the call from the Lord, like an Abraham call, to uh, to pack our family and get ready to move, and He would show us where on the way. And uh, we were. Oh, my you, wife, know, you don't discount it, man. You was packing your family up every summer. Yeah. And, and following the Lord's call, not knowing where to go for a couple of years for three. So it was a build up. <laughs> yeah, three years in a row we did that, and uh, and the Lord would kind of. I'd be in a time of prayer, and He'd give me a vision. And and lay a, a location on my heart, and 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 we'd pray about it, and we would go to that to that location, and every time the vision that I had seen, uh, you know, all these these weeks ahead of time came to pass, and uh, what I, what I began to realize was that was that the ministry that God had for my wife and I was and my family because the kids would, would tag along and, and and do their part as well, was that somebody somewhere had a need. And they were praying for somebody, for God to send somebody to meet that need, and and then God would impress it upon us to go somewhere and do something, without realizing that the way plan, God's plan was orchestrating it was He was using us to be the answer to somebody's prayer. And so when we got ready to move to Tucson, um, which we didn't know where we were going, we we had we had been preparing for after 3 years of this week we got the sense that god was getting ready to switch us into into something and uh and when we got the word to 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 pack up and get ready to move and he'd show us where on the way this one was different cuz cuz before we've always had a destination and we've always gone and we always knew what we were doing and this one was like a bigger step of faith cuz we didn't know where we were going how long we'd be there or what it was going to entail but uh, what we knew was that that whatever Lord the Lord sent us to, we were ready for it, or so we thought. And so when we when we when we left on January twenty first of two thousand and twelve, and we had loaded up our SUV in a trailer, and we sat in the car, and we pulled out the atlas, and we began to worship and pray and say, Lord, where do you want us to go? My eyes kept being drawn to Arizona, and uh, weeks before I had taken out this same atlas and I had circled all the places around the country where I had been, where we had influence, where we had relatives, where we had people. And, and I just thought, man, Lord, you could send us anywhere and, and, and it would be awesome. And he sent us to the one place that we had nobody. We had, we had never even really, my wife had never been to Arizona. I'd driven through it on my way to California and that was it. No, we, it was nobody. And then, and so we're on our way and about, you know, again, on the way, we started to drive there, and we were visiting friends and relatives on the way. And and I, I one of the days, I, I just heard the Lord say, I need you in Tucson in a week. And I was like, where's Tucson? And I had to look it up on a map. I, had, I didn't even know where it was. 
apparently most people don't know where it is because nobody comes there. I mean, everybody goes to Phoenix. You got to go to Tucson to go to Tucson. It's not. It's not on the way to anything except Mexico. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, so we went down there and uh, and and uh, and we you know we had you know the the background of this of this message that the word that the Lord gave us was that we had given up everything. We were, you know, I was doing what I always wanted to do. I was serving the Lord in full-time ministry. I was running a nonprofit. My wife was teaching. Our kids were established. We had a lot of family and friends. I got a huge family that lives here in Minnesota. And, uh, and we gave our stuff away. We rented out our house and we left with huge anticipation that we were going to go, and wherever we were going to go, it was going to be this big assignment. Only to get to Tucson, and and to and to have multiple people come to us with a, a prophetic message that God brought you here to wait, and uh, and it was a little discouraging and almost deflating because it was like I didn't come here to wait; I came here to work, like. Like, look at everything I, I gave up. Look at everything I sacrificed. Look at look at what was at stake. And we gave all this up. And we came down here to do this big assignment and to get to busy and to get to work. And you and 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 you want us to wait. And uh and so we spent seven years in waiting and uh and realized that, that waiting doesn't mean that you're sitting at home laying on the couch watching TV. It means that you're getting yourself ready and you're adjusting and you're learning a new culture and you're walking through whatever doors the Lord opens. And in our case, you know, we had to really completely change. I mean, we spent 15 years in the inner city in Minneapolis and then God sent us to this conservative uh, suburban community, uh, which was completely different. And it, it, it seemed to make no sense because... Why would you give us this experience and use us so mightily in this and change us so drastically just to send us here to a completely different culture where we where 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 it's like we have to start over and uh and that's and, and that seemed to be what what God did and uh and and we're you know it it hasn't been easy you know people have said to me I don't think I could ever do what you did this this move and my response is always you know, moving down there was the easy part. Staying down there and waiting when we didn't know why we were there, that was the, that took faith. That was the real hard part because what we had was comfort. We had a nice house. We had friends. We had family. You know, we had a comfortable life. So to send us to a brand-new culture, a different part of the country, and, and, and to be down there, and, and sure, we made friends. We, we established family down there. We, we established community down there. And that's great, but but always in the back of my mind, wondering why am I here? Why am I here? And uh, and the Lord kind of began to 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 show me that that uh, that um, waiting is a, is is like the Bible says in Isaiah forty, uh, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, it says that they will mount up on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I was reflecting on that this morning. How do we run and not grow weary? How do we walk and not faint when we're? And it's this idea of waiting, like the the eagle. An eagle makes its uh, nest up on a high cliff 
or a pole in a high place. And we don't see a lot of pictures of eagles flapping their wings. The eagle sits up there, and it waits until the wind moves. And when the wind moves, it just soars and rides and rides the breeze. So when the Bible says that, that those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength, they'll mount up with wings like eagles, it's because God is in the business. And when God moves, all you got to do is just go with God. And, uh, and you don't have to fabricate it. You don't have to, like you said, uh, spend all this time trying to make something happen. I mean, how many of us, uh, how many of us are are, uh, are living our Christian lives trying to make wind? <laughs> the wind is God moving. I think about uh, I think about Moses and all that all that time, you know, taking care of the sheep until he was an old man before God used him. I mean, Jesus walked this earth. His ministry started when he was thirty three. What did Jesus, the Son of God, do for thirty three years? He waited. He waited till it was his time. And his time was three years. Three years. I, I, and then his time was done. I, I, after you spoke, I was talking to my wife, and I remember my one of my first mentors, uh, a children's pastor. To me, he was more anointed than the senior pastor. He could preach up a storm, lay hands, pray. He wasn't no taller than Jordan, but he, when that dude prayed, you thought a giant was in the room. Yeah. And I said, why aren't you a senior pastor? Right? In my mentality. He said, I used to be one. He said, but I left my church to come here. The Lord told me to come here and to pastor the children. And, uh, and I'm here to pastor the children. And I said, you had a church of 700 and you left? He said, yeah. I said, he said, yeah, I came here. You know, and the church was like 3,000. He said, Lord, call. He said, Joe, let me tell you something. He said, God can do more with you in two years of obedience than 30 years of brown nosing. <laughs> yep. You get in the right church, you get in the right group, get in the right space, you can brown nose your way there. Yeah. But it won't have any effect for the kingdom. He yeah. said, but if you sit there and wait, you know, he said, just two years, you could be 75. And it, and and it will come, and you know you'll see more fruit, more touch, more lives, more heart, and and I was like, wow, you know, what I mean that that's that that's that's powerful, you know, and 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 that was I was reminded of that after you spoke. I told telling my wife that when you said that, I remember you said that because you know you're looking at the fact that you know God has used you in these ways, and you got these tools to offer, right? But now He's not using those tools now. He's like, I got something else for you to do. And you're like, what, man, dude? Dude, I didn't been through this before. You know, I'm not, this ain't the rookies of us. You know what right. I mean? I'm a veteran. I'm a pastor. I'm, you know, I've been a minister X amount of years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you, know, you had to sit and wait yeah. and sit and sit and wait. You know, so my, my question to you is, now how does it feel? Now how does it feel? Yeah, to, to 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 be there as we go into the break, we go into a break and that's yeah. the break. But but it, now that the wait is over, what does it feel like? Well, I'm a lot less uh, in a hurry. I could put it that way. When I got there, I was in a hurry. I was I felt a sense of urgency, and and now after seven years, uh, I'm just you know it's I'm just soaring through the waves. It's it's like a relief is off of me. And when God began to 
to give us direction and vision on what he wanted us to do. Um, we weren't, we weren't, it wasn't like we felt, felt, didn't feel like we had to go out and make it happen. We're like, well, God, this is what you're doing. We're going with you. And, uh, whatever happens, happens. Jordan trying to do some dance moves over here. <laughs> hey, you listen to Isaiah 61. We're about to go into a break. Stay with us. And we'll be back with more from Barry Peglow on Talking About Waiting. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. TheFishTwinCities.com is home to the best in today's Christian music. The best melodies. The top artists. And the greatest message. Listen on TheFishTwinCities.com and with the free mobile app. The Fish Twin Cities. Safe for the whole family. Welcome back to Isaiah 61, Radio Ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton, and we're here with Brad Peglow, and we're talking about waiting. We're talking about waiting. And uh, and Brad, you wanted to pick up on some key pieces in this second segment, uh, some things that, that uh, share with our listeners. Yeah, first of all, you alluded to it uh, kind of before the break about what, God was uh, was doing. I didn't even get a chance to really get into this Tuesday night, but uh, you know, my wife and I we spent seven years. The Lord had identified this one community. Uh, it's called Vale, it's southeast of Tucson, and we had moved out there. and And you know, I was co- I was coaching. My wife teaches out there, and we've just really gained a lot of influence uh, in the community. The Lord had me start a, a business, and and through it, and able to disciple a lot of guys uh, through work and different stuff. And my wife's really impacted a lot of people through education. Um, and, and the Lord's just kind of given us influence in this community. So when the Lord came to us and said he wanted us to start a church in Vail, you know, it, it was like, well, you'd, he'd already kind of given us a, ver- a, 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 um, a burden for this community. But when we started looking around and we said, man, there's churches in every school, in every uh, coffee shop, in every community center, like, Everywhere, some of them, multiple churches, you know, meeting in here. And I looked around and I said, Lord, our community doesn't need any more churches. Like, like this is, like, like churches, there's church galore going on here. And, and he began to, he began to, he began to challenge me about, about what we did and, and what we knew and what we were familiar with. And that was to sort of engage people in community, to, to call them into, relationship to to this place of sort of doing life together and in Arizona people tend to be um, pretty independent and and that's something that I think they long for but they don't necessarily know how to engage in and so the Lord began to, to to give us this vision to meet people where they were at and to meet their needs with love and compassion and then sort of call them into community and teach them how to do it 
And I was like, well, that's just that's easy enough. So it's so it's the vision is basically to wherever whoever he sends us, we just look and say, well, what do they need, and we just meet them there. And what be, what God began to happen is is that uh, you know we had identified this this orphanage down in Mexico, and uh, and so we had we had gone down there. We we had made plans to take our kids down there to have this experience, this multi, you know, this third world experience for them for this missions trip. And, well, I thought you was gonna leave them down there. <laughs> yeah, we keep talking about that. So, and so what? What? And so there was a group of people that that had identified and said they wanted to go with, and so so we took them down there with us, and uh, and it turned into this like long term thing. Like we were going down and doing these work projects and and helping these guys uh, gain some sustainability and doing some uh, you know putting resources into fixing up a greenhouse so they can so they can rent it out and, and make some money and not be dependent upon just donations to, for their livelihood, but they can be self-sustaining. You know, every time we go down there, we take the, the older teenage boys and we get them with us and we teach them how to do skills and give them tools to, to, be, to be able to better their lives. And what, it, what ended up happening is that God began to send um, people who had a heart to serve from Vail. And so uh, every time we go down there every month, we take a, you know new people with us, people who are not going to these churches in Vail, people who are not connected and not tied in, and and they just have a heart to serve and and um, and so what God is doing is these people are coming and to our, to our house and having these planning meetings and we're praying together and we're strategizing together, and God is building a church through serving, and it's one of those where it's like I never read that church planning strategy anywhere. <laughs> And I can't imagine that anybody would ever come up with that. I'm going to build a church by going and serving the less fortunate, and and you know, and it's like, and so we're just sort of riding this. We're just sort of riding this this breeze. Like this is what the Lord's doing. We're just like an eagle. We're just sort of riding it, and we're like, okay, Lord, this must be what this is the door you open for us, and and you're and you're and all these people are following us, and they're saying whatever you want to do, I'll do it. Lead me, uh, and 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 allowing. My wife and I to pastor them and lead them and disciple them through it, and this is what God is doing. And and really, you know, my heart has been, as the Lord has showed me that uh, these last seven years, to kind of sum it up, has been has been modeling to my kids and preparing them for adulthood. And uh, and I'm grateful to have that opportunity. What we talked about on on Tuesday night was this this idea that um, that everything that I do in life. Um, my life is just a snapshot. It's just a mist. It's just a snapping of a finger. But eternity is, is huge. And what I do with my life, my life is really about preparing my children and my children's children and generations to come. And and that that I have this responsibility to uh, to steward my life in such a way that I leave a legacy. And in the last seven years, it's what the Lord showed me. It hasn't been a waste. It hasn't been sitting idle and doing nothing. It's been ministering to my three sons. It's been, it's been teaching them and, and, and preparing them. You know, we, we have a house in, in, out in the country and we, we do projects and it's like, and I've taught them how to, how to do framing and how to do siding and how to do stucco and 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 we're working on a deck right now and and we're going to pour some concrete and I got them working with me here in Minnesota we're pouring some concrete and and just teaching them what I know 
uh, to set them up and prepare them for future generations. And when we go down to Mexico, we, we look for ways to include them in what we're doing and and to pour into them, to, to set them up. And I realize that all the vision that I've had my adult life and all these visions that God gave me that I thought were for me to fulfill, the majority of them were for me to pray and to prepare my kids and my future generations to do. And that God gives us vision, not just for ourselves. It's not just about our lives, but it's about us positioning ourselves and preparing future generations to fulfill this purpose and this vision for his glory. Amen. Man, you got some great timing, man. You get down here. <laughs> Trevor's smiling back there. He's like, he came and landed it on the nickel. Hey, like I said, you listen to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. Uh, just thankful for the mission, uh, for providing this opportunity for us to come and share, uh, to bring Brad in. Uh, like I said, Brad's in Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. If you're ever in the area, you can look him up. Let's look for Peglo Creative Concrete. He's in town this week and next week doing projects, concrete projects for friends and family. And he got his two boys with him. If you want to buy them, they're for sale. One's a Vikings fan, one's a Packers fan. We got to get rid of them. Anyway, <laughs> you know, a house divided cannot stand. God bless. See y'all later. <laughs> Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.